Hi, I'm Mark Lopez. And I'm Thomas Ouellette. And this is The Power of Four. How are you doing, buddy? Who are you talking to? Oh, <laughs> who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> no, I'm doing good, Mark. I'm doing, I'm doing all right. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing That's good. That's good. Are you as tired as I am? Yes. I'm that I'm more tired. Yeah, but I think I think everything will be all right. Anything new going on? Nope. Borderlands Three came out. That's it. That's cool. It's really all that's it's cool. new for me. I gotta hop on. We gotta play. Mm-hmm. School is is back. We were out for a week because of you, Dorian. Are you okay with score now? Like, is anything kind of? Uh, well, math. I'm garbage at math. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm garbage. I'm math. about as good at math as you are at holding a conversation. Okay. So I don't remember. <laughs> that's not. Marco, I want you to know. I love no, no, listen, you. I love you. Listen, Mark. you're great. You're my, you're a good friend of mine. That's unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like no need to lie to the <laughs> No, I hate math too, man. I've been just kind of holding out on that, but mm-hmm. uh, all right then. I am Brian Delgado, and, ah, man, to describe myself in one word is going to be very difficult, Mm -hmm. pero, uh, let me just do this, I love family, (laughs) no, pero, pero is but, 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 yes, oh, okay, okay, (laughs) I love, I love family, Mm -hmm. I love Jesus, I love the arts, and I love my friends. So it's like four things to like describe who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, that's actually perfect, so. Four things. Uh, tell us about your family. My family. Woo! Okay, my family. So we are, we're four. I have a brother, an older brother, and then I have two younger sisters. I mean, not so young anymore. One's in a senior now. Ooh, wow. And don't say I have my stepdad, who's from England. Super cool. So wow. an oh, English God. stepdad marrying oh. into, a, into a Puerto Rican family wow. has been fun. That's but, crazy. That I is... would have never gotten that. From yeah. Yeah. But he's actually more Puerto Rican than we are. Oh. Like, it's so that's funny. Like, England. He loves like, that's, the, that's the most Puerto Rican place. Pero <laughs> es que, yes. Es que England, they love to party. Like, they party even more than we do. Wow. Yes. So they're a little, their culture is a little bit more cold. Pero, yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. So then I have three step. I have a step brother who lives in England, two stepsisters, um, and then from my dad, 
is married to a Puerto Rican woman named Karen, and they live in Puerto Rico. And then I have one stepbrother from them and two stepsisters. Damn, that's a small army. You can a you small can, army you can take over. Yes, that. my great grandma had seven kids. I think Damn. it was yeah. So right. my grandma, so I think it was three girls, four boys, something three like that. Girls, four so boys. yeah, so my grandma died. So now there are two two girls. Where and, and where do you again fall under? Are you the oldest? Are you the? Main? I am the second. I'm the second. So, it's my brother, me, my sister, and my little sister. Okay. So I'm in the middle, I guess oh, you could wow. say. Wow, man. Yeah, it's just super cool. That is so. a big family. Huh? That's a big family. Yeah, huge, huge. No, 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 huge. Like even here, we're big, but in Puerto Rico, <laughs> like. Big man, <laughs> like, huge. Yeah, it's cool. So my grandma lives in like this little loma, which is like a like a hill. We took up the whole hill to take a family wow. picture, <laughs> <laughs> which was fun. It's it, super fun. That yeah, bro. Cool, so yeah, man. But then my mom's side, which is how we met mm-hmm. theater. My mom's side loves the arts. My dad's side is all the churchy side, the preachers, the missionaries, which is where oh, I get it from. Okay. And then my mom's side is all the dancers. And then my dad is all the singers. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where, you know, I, I said I love music. So that's the next mm-hmm. thing I'm going to talk about. I love um, the arts because of my mom's side. My mom's side has danced and they were very much involved in theaters. They're all teachers or um, actors, singers, dancers. What's your favorite show? My favorite show, like... Uh, Musical. Shrek the Musical. Shrek the Musical? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I adore... Actually... No, no. I'll leave it at Shrek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I also love Hairspray. But you know what? I love stage productions, but I haven't seen a lot of them. Hmm. So I'm more of a music like, like show, like a movie musical type of guy. Like movie yeah, La La Land. That's what I was. You already your face, bro. He has La La Land. I love La La Land. That's okay. That's the one that I love. La La Land. I uh, um, I love Family Opera. That's my favorite. Yeah, one. Family Opera is great. It's like it's about an ugly dude trying to get a girl to like him by singing to her. Something you gotta get off your chest. I heavily relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> my family from my dad's side is Opencostals. So basically, you know, those in Puerto Rico, you'll see a lot of them with like their long hair, their long skirts, mm-hmm. and just like with their Bibles on their hands at all time. My grandpa was that type of traditional dude with his tie all the way up, like mm-hmm. looks like he was choking, mm-hmm. you know, um, great, great people. And so I was raised up around that environment, um, the church environment, but a very different side to it. Because a lot of people are like, yeah, I was raised up in church, but I just went to church. My family is very involved um, when it comes to like, which is also why I love shows, stage. They were always on a stage, always fighting. I was brought up, my dad used to work concerts, Christian concerts in Puerto Rico, used to bring the artists into Puerto Rico, worked in the biggest um, Coliseum there is over there mm-hmm. and brought, you know, filled it up, right. which was super dope. Um, so I was always around that kind of the churchy side, but the production side of the church. Mm-hmm. So the artistic, um, you know, the Hispanic artists, because a lot of the English <clears throat> bands and artists I don't know. I do know a lot of the Hispanic artists um, be just because I was raised up around there. Um, my family, my grandma still travels around Puerto Rico singing. Um, well, cool. And yeah, so it's cool. They had a they had a band and actually the church they went to, they didn't even say it was the pastor church. They would say it was my family's church. Because my families were all the leaders in the church, and most of my family just went there and just 
I mean, them being there filled up the church just because they're huge. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of into, like, how I love God. So, City of Life Church, man, I, that was after I had come up, that was my second church in Florida. So, I was there for seven years. Um, I got there at the same time that I went into middle school. Um, so, it was super cool. I went church, um, school. All my friends were the same people, um, super beautiful. And then I went into my first three years of high school. And I thought I was going to graduate from there. I used to do everything. I used to do the worship band, um, which was kind of like our arts, you know, like uh-huh. our the worship band, the arts. We did Little Mermaid, stuff like that. Um, I was involved singing the national anthem. I was at every game. I used to just, I used to be all in. I love it. And then my last year of high school, I got switched out into public high school, um, into okay. St. Cloud High School. Right. So then that's where, like, a lot of my my bubble was popped basically because everything that I have been taught, everything that I have believed in now had to be put to test because at a, I don't know, you just have so many different backgrounds and so many different people at a public high school right. that, you know, you just have to either you get with it or you don't blend in or you just don't make a lot of friends. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. so, the other thing was my class had maybe... 30 to 40 people. I came into, how big was our class? About four or 500 people. Yeah. So it was crazy because four or 500 people, that was my school, my whole entire school. So I come into a school where four or 500 people was one class. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm coming to this environment where I'm like, oh my gosh. But oh, never mind. I knew you because we did, when I was at City of Life, and, you know, we did Peter Peter Pan Pan together, which was. I don't know how many years from now that was. And um, how did you go, how, how did you hear about doing that? That year, I don't think there was going to be a production. I, we ended up doing one, but I don't think there was going to be one. So my mom was like, why don't you try theater outside? And I was like, theater outside? What is that? You know. <laughs> so my miss, I don't know if you ever met Jennifer um, Henderson. Yes, she was my teacher when we did uh, uh, the children's theater. No so, way. Yes. Well, Jennifer Henderson was my arts teacher at City of Life when I was in middle school. She left, but her dad, Mr. Warren, was my history teacher in high school. And so what happens is when I come, you know, he he's, gets me. He goes, buddy, you act. And I was like, oh, I like theater. He goes, why don't you try out for Osceola Arts? And I was like, what is that? And then that's when I got into finding out Peter Pan and, you know, all that. This is an unpaid promotion for Osceola Arts. <laughs> <Yeah. But laughs> it's not wrong, though. Sponsor us. Wrong. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but for real, um, I went into Peter Pan at the Osceola Arts, mm-hmm. and that's where I met you. I met Cyrus. Yeah. Um, I met this crazy. guy. Oh, my gosh. He was one of the pirates. Yeah, Jason. 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 <laughs> that guy was so funny, but he wasn't in the same club when I went. And... So that's why I ended up that year because you were in that senior year. Right. And don't say también Zach, Mm -hmm. whatever. I ended up doing West Side Story with Zach. Yes, you guys did that right after. So, oh my gosh, it was so fun. And don't say I saw I come to St. Cloud and then, you know, I made contact with you guys through Chorus. And don't say through Chorus, then I get involved in something called FCA, Florida Christian Athletes. Um, And that was the huddle group basically at St. Cloud High School for Christians. 
So, you know, I didn't kind of want to go because all I just heard was, there's pizza, there's pizza. And I was like, I don't care about pizza. True. They did They did say there was free pizza. Yeah, but when I did go, I found, you know, some people that were not just there for pizza, that were there for actually, you know, like what we're supposed to be there for, just become family. Um, and so they didn't have a, basically, they have people that could sing, but they didn't have a team together. So that's when I started working with Miss Combe, their choir teacher of St. Cloud, and we started making a worship group, and we start just worshiping and that's how really I made a lot of friendships and connections into mm-hmm. so high school around, right think. so then by the time graduation came you know I had a lot of good solid genuine friendships um high school because you know yeah mm-hmm. so uh and yeah so that's where I did I got to pray when coach what's his name he died coach Mac coach Mac mm-hmm. Yeah, so that morning, um, FCA officers couldn't pray. They were just so down. And so one of them came to me and said, Brian, can you pray? And so I had the honor of praying for 500 students at that morning because not the whole school wasn't there yet. But it was 500 students. And that was the craziest, most beautiful thing I have ever experienced in my life. Full circle. Okay, full circle. I actually wasn't even going to audition. And I don't know, yes, because, listen, I love musical theater, but I didn't know what the show was. I didn't know anything. And don't say, I thought we had to, like, act and everything. I was like, no, like, I I really don't want to do this. And so Miss Combs and some other people were just like, bro, all you have to do is sing. And I was like, cantar? I was like, perfect. So I grabbed, like, (laughs) I grabbed five minutes before, I think, auditions. I was like, Jesus, I need a song. <laughs> so I went into the piano room and like I just started singing what I know, little church boy. And so I I went into the audition room and that's all I did. That's all I sang. And Miss Cochran was like, okay. <laughs> like, I like it. <laughs> she goes, all right, you know, after the auditions, it will be posted later. Um, so now I get into full circle. I start working. I was so afraid. I would, mira, I, was, I had caca in my pants. Like, I was just like... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I was so, when I walked into the room for the first practice, you know, she was like, bring a journal, bring everything, I was like, hmm, okay, so like, I go in, and she's like, okay, you know, tell us your names, I didn't know, in my mind, when I moved to St. Cloud High School, one of the first things was, I'm not doing theater, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that, you know, I came with such a, not a negative mindset, I came to an open mindset, but my kind of open, Mm -hmm. you know, not like, just me, just, I was so hurt and so, oh, why do I have to leave? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do that? Why do I have to come here? Um, and so, nada, I came there, I, I had that, and the song, the main song that I had to sing with was Jaira. Um, Quiet Room, I think is what it's called, or Quietness of Love. You know, she was like, you guys need to dedicate this to somebody, find a person. So I dedicated, I dedicated it to my great-grandma. Because my great-grandma, when, right, when I was little, she would sit there and on the mountainside, she would just hear me preach. 
maybe I was preaching stuff that I didn't even know about. You know, I was just like, I don't know, the cup belongs to Jesus. Like, I would say stupid stuff like that. She'd be like, yes, yes, like, preach it, boy, and stuff like that. And so um, when I did that after full circle that year when I graduated, I got to go into her house. And she, you know, she's dead, obviously. So I'm going up the mountain, and every says the la- I, last time I was there was five years. It was so different. The house was painted. The trees were cut down. And I looked at my dad, and I was like, who did this? You know, and literally when I went up to the hill, I just had a moment of silence where nobody was speaking to me. And I was like, quietness of love. Man, and everything just rushed in. I got so emotional. And I could feel almost her essence on that mountain, you know, just like, no, I don't want to say her spirit, but just like, I could feel her. I could feel who she was. I feel the memories. Um, and that's something that Full Circle allowed me to do because every time I thought of her, it wasn't her, but I was just like, it was emotional. It was never that appreciative, beautiful side of, man, her life, she imparted so much into me. And Full Circle opened that up to be able to be like, you know, you can let her go and just quietness of love, you know, just think mm-hmm. of everything that it was. Yeah, man. So that was fun. So when I, you know, I'm faced with all these questions that I begin to, to say, you know, God, what about this? God, what about that? I basically start not turning my back on God, but running away from what I felt that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Christians call it their calling. So what I felt like I needed to do, if I needed to be involved in ministry, if I needed to be singing, I came back from Puerto Rico after high school. I stepped down from worshiping. So I stopped singing um, and I stopped doing many things. And in that moment, this guy comes to my church and he's preaching and he calls me out from the audience. And he says, stop running. Why are you running? And so I start crying. You know, he says, come to the front. And he told me, you know, God spoke through him to me and said, you can run. You can, um, what is it? You can study. You can work. You can do whatever you want to do. You can pursue whatever you want to pursue. But you will never feel a satisfaction until you do what I, I have called you to do. And I said, all right. From that day forward, bro, um, September, I broke off relationships, friendships, People that I think were putting negativity into me were putting things that I just didn't play into what I was going to do for God. And in that moment, um, that's when I start getting interested and I start looking up information and I start working. Um, But I start looking up information about what, um, you know, how do you get into full time ministry? What do you do to work? Like what all this stuff? I transitioned to the church I'm in now, JJCC in St. Cloud. I love you guys if you guys are watching. And... In there, you know, I sit down with pastor, I tell her everything that's going on with my life. And now we're into, this is like a little bit less than a year. This was February this year. Mm. So this is like, I have recently after maybe two, three years that I've been out of high school. Now is the time where I am realizing, you know, why and who I serve and all that stuff. So I start getting more into the Bible. I start getting more into God. I start getting more into um, basically what people call my religion, which is Christianity. And so I, you know, I'd be, the more I look into this, the more I realize it's less about me, more about him, about God. And bro, that, that moment that I started doing everything that I was doing and researching and just looking into who he was, I started praying more. And so that's when I like, when everything, my perspectives on how I did things, my view changed. And um, I don't push it on people. I don't, before though, before when I didn't have questions, I was just so like, not innocent, but I just didn't think about people. I just didn't think about their feelings. I didn't think, and God is not a God of 
not thinking about people. You know, all these people who are like, you're going to hell. Like, that's not who God is. God is love, bro. And the moment that I realized that, that I started to talk to people with gentleness, with kindness, with this, with that, where I started seeing the result of who God is, which is love. Going back now, after all these years, this how life switches on you, getting to learn. I met a kid the other day who his mom works at McDonald's and he goes to uh, a school that I'm not going to name. And you want to know where they live, bro? They live in a shed. She pays $50 a week to live in a shed. And so when I, you know, when I see that when I'm giving food to people and when I go with my church and, um, you know, my homeless leader, I'm like, man, this is, this is crazy. Like, and that is what draws me, the compassion, um, more to do what I'm doing right now. And I'm working at the academy with kids and man, they're beautiful kids, but the need is so like people just, because I have this, the commodity and the comfortable and that, uh, you know, I have a chair to lay and I have water to drink. I'm good, man. Like, I just live my life. But we don't think about other people. And so that's, you know, how my life has turned around was that, believe it or not, I was a quiet guy, but I was very uh, egocentric. I was very um, concentrated on who I was, very prideful. You know, I didn't, I wouldn't want to say that I'm in need because I can't say that. That also comes from our culture. You know, you just mm-hmm. don't say things out loud you know you can't let other people know even if you have four dollars you have to look like you have 500 you know in the bank and stuff like that and so when god took me through this process of finding who i was like literally everything that i thought i was was crushed man was so crushed my identity and many many times my face lacked because i have we all have questions and we're taught to not ask those questions but we're supposed to ask god wants us to ask some questions and because when i started asking those questions that's when my ego started getting crushed that's when my mindset my mentality my negativity all that started getting crushed and i started becoming who i am today and i'm definitely not perfect i'm still becoming who god wants me to be for others and for me first of all what am i going to do after this I have a leaders meeting at church, <laughs> so yeah. Um, but um, man, people who don't know where to start. The first thing I did after, you know, after I realized what I wanted to do, what God was calling me to do, it was surround myself with people who had the same vision and mindset. And this doesn't even have to be Christianity, because if you listen to a lot of business um, people that have huge businesses, they'll say the same thing. Get around people, business um, minded. Get around people who want to go the same place you want to go. That will push you and not be jealous of you. Um, and so my, you know, how I started was that. That was literally my first step was, first of all, not hiding anything. Because I used to try to put a facade, man. Be me. Be who I am. That's it. Uh, be who I am in Christ. And the people, honestly, when you start doing that, people who are not really aligned to you start leaving by themselves. You don't have to do much. Um, and so I got a whole new set of people, a whole new set of friends, um, and that's where I started. So then, you know, after that, I, you know, my girlfriend and I, we went to, we recorded here um, in Orlando for the first time with our, you know, with, in a studio, actual studio. Then we went to Puerto Rico to do studio work, and we'll be back in a few months to record another song over there. Um, and so, you know, how I got into all this, you know, this doesn't necessarily you know, maybe there are people that are listening to us who don't know where to start or even begin or they want to believe in God or they want to believe in something. They want to believe even in themselves. They don't have the self-confidence. Um, man, start asking questions. 
Start asking questions. Start asking questions. Because when you start asking questions, you start getting answers. And the Bible even says, you know, you, <laughs> you shall ask, if you ask, you shall receive. And literally, that doesn't just involve material things. That's talking about literally knowledge. You know, we need, I needed to know who God was in order for me to move on. Man, I lost myself because of people. I lost myself because I let myself go. Because I didn't know, I didn't have a strong character, a strong identity in who I was, you know. Um, and so, find, take time for you. Be selfish. And that's like, be selfish. Oh, be Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> be selfish. Bold. No. That's bold. You know, surround yourself with people. Be selfish and ask questions. Thank you for listening to The Power of Four. Let us know what your thoughts are on our podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcast and don't forget to subscribe. There are still plenty of new updates that will be added to the podcast in the next few weeks. Once again, I'm Mark Lopez. And I'm Thomas Ouellette. And this was The Power of Four. You can listen to us on Spotify and on the Apple official podcast.